This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. This is the Thoughts from a Page podcast, which is a member of the Evergreen Podcasts Network. My name is Cindy Burnett, and each episode I interview authors about their latest works and others in the book world about their jobs, what those jobs entail, and the books that they love. For more book recommendations, check out my earlier episodes and my website, thoughtsfromapage.com, and follow me on Facebook and Instagram at Thoughts from a Page. Today, I am chatting with Deborah Vol about her podcast, Calm the Chaos, and her book, The Tell-All Guide to Airbnb Hosting. A longtime resident of Redmond, Washington, Deborah is the mother of two independent adult children and one senior dachshund. Opening her own home to home-sharing guests has changed her life for the better, as she has befriended guests from around the world. The Tell-All Guide to Airbnb Hosting is her first nonfiction book. In 2019, she launched her life coaching business along with a weekly podcast called Calm the Chaos. When Deborah is not flipping rooms for guests or improving the lives of her coaching clients, you can find her updating her garden, staying active with friends, baking delicious treats for family and friends, or exploring a new city as an Airbnb guest herself. I hope you enjoy our conversation. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome, Deborah. How are you today? I am beautiful. How are you, Cindy? I am beautiful as well, and I'm really looking forward to chatting with you. Perfect. Well, why don't we start out with you telling me a little bit about yourself? You have a book, you have a podcast, you're a career coach, you are busy. Yes, I am a career coach for women over 40 who are looking to get some self-discovery of themselves and their next chapter and what maybe they'd like to be doing for their encore career. And I feel like I live my truth because I just turned 60 and reinvented myself a couple years ago. And I'm also an Airbnb host. And I have my own podcast, Calm the Chaos, because I believe that when you calm the chaos in your life, you're better able to understand and hear your true desires. So I'm really excited to be able to share a little bit about my book today with your listeners, and hopefully they'll be inspired to get off the dime here before the end of 2021 and maybe do something for themselves that they've always been wanting to do. So how did you get started down the road of being a career coach? Like, tell me about yourself, your background, everything. Well, I looked at my life several years ago, and I wanted to start planning for my encore career. 
which for me, that meant something that I wanted to do in retirement. And I know that, you know, everybody likes instant gratification, but I knew wholeheartedly that what I was going to want to do is going, there's going to be a learning curve for me. So I worked with a coach myself. I sought some help and I began to really do some self-exploration as to what my values were, uh, what kind of ways I wanted to go forth with my purpose and passion in life. And it really came down to service for me. I love being in service. And so For me, it meant taking a look at those areas where I felt qualified based on my past professional business experience. And from there, I decided to go into coaching. And so now I have the pleasure of working with many women over 40, get into self-exploration, increase their self-confidence, and let go of that doubt and fear about making a positive change. I think it's very hard for women, especially if they've had children and they've been home for a while, to try to think about heading back into the workforce. Do you do what you did before? Do you do something new? How do you get started? It's all very overwhelming. It is. And first of all, we recognize the overwhelm and the fear and the self-doubt. I think that a lot of women often feel in this point that they have nothing to be able to offer, which is just ridiculous because look at all that they've accomplished over their life period. And it's really sitting down and recognizing for a lot of people, they want to be doing something where they're making a difference. I hear that so much from people. I want to be doing something that uses my past skills, but I want to be making a difference in the world. I really want to be aligned to my purpose. And I want to get up every day feeling really excited about going to work and making a contribution to society. And I hear that so much from people. And I don't know if that's a result of the pandemic recently. A lot of us have gotten the clarity that we need. Uh, We have different priorities in our lives now and different things that we want to accomplish. So I'm having many, many more women reach out to me and say, hey, I need some help. I need to get the clarity so that I can move forward in life and I can get really excited about what I'm doing. And I think the world has changed so much when a lot of these women were probably working before and, you know, the internet and social media, and there's just so many ways of reaching people and so many things you can do now that you couldn't do before. That's right. In fact, if I'm working with a woman over 40 and she looks at her resume, that's a very daunting task because like myself, I have a resume that was originally typed on a typewriter back in the day (laughs) and may not have been updated in quite a while. And when we look at core competencies on that resume, you know, we get them down and we talk about them and we get them on paper, but it's really believing and feeling comfortable and confident in speaking towards those core competencies. There is a lot of self-doubt and a lot of mind that we work with as far as being mindful and mindset, working on what we believe about ourselves and the stories that we tell. And so, so much of what we're working on is how do we get in that frame of mind so that we can go out with confidence and take on the world? So we work a lot on mindset. So by the time I get done with guiding a a person through this eight-week process, 
not only have they explored and identified the career that they want to go further into, but they have done so much self-exploration and feel so much more confident about themselves and where they are heading and why that's so important to them. And most importantly, the blueprint on how they're going to get there. Which is what I think everybody is struggling with is how do I get there? Yes. When they are done, they definitely either they have a blueprint and they're working towards gaining that dream career that they so long to desire. Well, and like in my case, you know, my career, my second career, my encore career came together much more organically. It wasn't like I just said, I'm doing this one thing and then everything will kind of add on to it. I just slowly started doing one thing after another and they've all kind of built into this, I don't know, umbrella of events that I do versus I can just say, I do this one thing. I do many things, but they're all related to books. And that's part of the process of finding your passion and purpose. A lot of times we don't spend the time to do that. So by you getting in and looking at your experience and looking at the things that maybe you've put on the back burner that you're really curious about, then you're able to open those doors and say yes to new opportunities and contacts. And as you start to do that, as you realize, Cindy, in your own experience, you then start to get more experiences and and you can then pivot in what you're doing and then be of more service to other people. It's a really beautiful process. So I always tell people, the first thing you need to do is start. You need to put one foot in front of the other. You need to just take an action that then will create the dream that you're looking for. Exactly. Well, I'm so curious about your book, The Tell-All Guide to Airbnb Hosting how you got started with that, how you decided to write a book, all the crazy stories that are probably included. So let's talk a little bit about that. Well, I am an Airbnb host and I have two rooms in my home. And I began my hosting journey back nine years ago when Airbnb was a new platform. And I learned a lot, not only about the hosting platform, but things about myself and my guests. And so I went into the experience learning so much and decided at one point to put all of my experiences into a book so that others who are curious about hosting and would like to take that deep dive can learn a little bit more about what it's like. And then in the book, I also share 18 lessons that I've learned in the book that I can go ahead and support other people that want to take that same journey. So you don't rent your whole house. You rent rooms in your house? That's correct. I live in Redmond, Washington, which is 30 minutes east of Seattle. And some people might recognize that as Microsoft country. So I get a lot of people that are traveling to the area to transition to the company for business or their contracting work. And they're looking for a temporary place to stay. Or in the summer, I might have interns that come and stay with me. So that's a lot of fun. I get some younger people who are here exploring the area and working towards, you know, finishing their college degree and doing an internship. So I get a lot of business travelers. And so I found out through my coaching that I really love to nurture and support. And so that really ties in to also being an Airbnb host. So I have to ask you, I'm so curious, like you don't worry about random people being in your home? (laughs) Well, that would be a concern. And yes, you do worry about random people being in your home. 
but the platform enables both the host and the guest for background checks. So anybody that would register through the site as a traveler or as a host would go through the necessary background checks in order to be qualified to come through the site and to be able to access the places to stay. I will tell you, though, it doesn't mean I haven't had some wild and crazy guests, which I go ahead and talk about in the book. But, you know, that we're all here to learn something and we're all here to serve. I want to hear the crazy stories. <laughs> I'm sure you do. <laughs> well, you know, it's, it's funny because I think that when people come, you know, I've had the opportunity to host many people from many different countries, which has really been a, a beautiful opportunity. But then as you might know that, you know, it creates some challenges. There is different cultures and language barriers and that. And even with a, a language app on your phone, it, it's not like speaking the same language. You know, I've had, uh, I open up the book with a scene from when I had an international couple, a mother and her son staying with me. And I came home and I knew that they weren't comfortable in working the appliances but I came home to a mini fire uh, sparking on the stove in my kitchen because they didn't realize that once they turned off the electric burner, which is, you know, just one of the flat tops, that it still stays hot and the paper oh, no. that they had laid over the top. And I, it just was spontaneous that I, as I'm walking through the door, this is happening. And I had to very kindly say that, you know, and you can only now cook <laughs> if I'm home and I, I'm here and I can help you. So there were a lot of mornings where I would get up and, and really help to assist them in getting their meals prepared for the day. And that was extra effort. But then again, I was serving and I was making someone feel comfortable, but yet it was challenging at the same time. But, you know, I learn a lot about myself and each of the chapters kind of goes through, you know, learning that these situations are only temporary, right? You have to kind of take a deep breath and, and do some breathing. I learned a lot about friendship. I made some incredible friendships throughout the years in hosting people in my home. And I learned a lot about appreciation. You know, it's, it's when we start to feel grateful about the blessings that we have and the people that are coming into our lives, that we can create more blessings with gratitude. And so, you know, I, I go ahead and I share these lessons once I, I broke my elbow because I was frustrated in, in making a bed, can you believe it, up in the master <laughs> bedroom. And I was frustrated because someone had stained the back headboard. And so at, from that point on, I didn't let anyone go ahead and eat in the room. They, they're welcome to eat anywhere else in the house. I have multiple areas in the dining room and the kitchen counter where people can enjoy a teriyaki meal but not in the bed and slopping it on the back headboard. And, and it didn't come out. And, it, you know, it was one of those situations where I just sort of got, it got the better of me. And I was walking too quickly around the bed and my tennis shoes grabbed on the carpet and I fell and I broke my fall and broke my elbow. Oh no. And so, you know, the chapter is, is titled, you know, is a broken elbow worth it? And I give some really good tips in the book if you do, if you are interested in getting started being a host and you want to know what it's like. And I also share stories from other hosts who are not hosting in their home that have an entirely different experience than myself having people in the home. 
and I give my favorite banana bread recipe because one of the things that I love to be able to do is surprise people. And I love to be able to bake in the winter and the fall. And most often if someone's staying, perhaps they might come down on a Sunday morning and there'll be something special for them to snack on or take with them as they grab out the door. So that kind of gives you a little synopsis as the book. But as well, if you want to know how to be a great guest, then you're going to want to read this book because these are all the things that maybe you do not want to do in an Airbnb home. So on the Airbnb site, because I've actually never used Airbnb, do they have a differentiation in renting a home or renting a room in a home? I mean, is it a different part of the website? That's a really good question, Cindy. So when you go and you log in and create an account, you'll be able to go up to the top and there will be a filter. So you'll be able to go ahead and put in your dates and your location. And then you'll be able to have a drop down box where you can hit entire place or private room. Okay. And then you'll be able to pick also whether you want to see properties or places from a super host, which is someone like myself who has a certain number of positive five-star reviews for a period of time, or if you just want to see anybody in that area on the platform with the filters that you have in place. Okay. And I was going to ask you what a super host was, because I saw that mentioned in one of the things on your website, but I wasn't sure what it was. Yeah. A super host is a host that consistently gets positive five-star reviews over a period of time. So a couple times a year, they'll go in and with the algorithm, they'll look to see the types of reviews that you're getting. And the guest has the opportunity after every stay to rate and review you. So that is what they are looking at. So anybody that's getting the top five stars is getting and consistently. So you have to consistently get those five-star ratings in order to be a super host. And a super host is not a host that cancels on you in the last minute. A super host is one that is consistently saying yes to having people in their home, getting the five-star reviews, and getting good comments. So would you say you're almost like a bed and breakfast in a way, but it's just structured a little differently? Absolutely right. But I have a pillow on my bed that says bed and breakfast, and then it says you make breakfast. (laughs) So that's one of the rules you lay out. Like you have a room here, but you're in charge of your own meals. Yeah. And they know that coming in. Yeah. It's very rarely. Now I've used the platform to travel internationally. And I share that with the book, the places I've stayed. That's one chapter. And my daughter and I went to London and to Paris and we stayed in an Airbnb. And in London, we had our own little apartment, which was beautiful. But in Paris, it was just a weekend visit. So we just went ahead and did a little room for two nights because we left all of our other luggage in London. And the gentleman, when we woke up in his kitchen, which overlooked the city, he had created a full-blown out breakfast for us. It was totally unexpected and was very much appreciated. And was just a really lovely gesture. So it's really up to the host as to how much they want to go above and beyond to be able to provide something in their home. And again, remember if you, and you may or may not know, but the Airbnb platform was created 
to give the traveler a unique experience, get them out of staying in cookie cutter places within the cities and get them into the neighborhoods and get them really truly experiencing the areas that they're traveling to. And it's great because when you check in, there is a binder that I provide that has all my favorite places to eat and to go and to hike and gardens to visit. So you really do truly get that unique feel traveling to someplace like Redmond, Washington. We used a similar company in Paris as Paris Apartments or something like that, where we rented an apartment when we were there. And it was very nice because we were more in a neighborhood and had more room to spread out when my parents were with us, my three teenagers. So, you know, it was a lot easier than having three or four hotel rooms. Absolutely. You get into the grocery store, you buy your bread, you buy your milk and cheese and get to know the local grocer. And it really does make a very unique experience. Yeah, we loved it. Definitely, like you said, it's more personal and just kind of a different way to travel. Mm -hmm. So tell me about Calm the Chaos. I love that name, by the way. That's something I should just repeat to myself every day, Calm the Chaos. How did you come up with the name and what do you talk about on your podcast? Well, I thought that when I started my coaching business, I felt that everybody had, there is so much noise out there. I mean, we have the internet, we have people pulling at us this way and that way different responsibilities. There is so much noise in our life. And I believe that if we can calm the chaos in our life, then we are better able to hear our true desires. I wanted as a coach to be able to provide people the opportunity to hear from people who have calmed the chaos, who have transformed their lives, who are making a difference in the world. And so I gear my podcast towards women over 40, and we have experts and people on who talk about perimenopause, talk about subjects maybe that are uncomfortable, that need clarity. I also have women on there that are have transformed their lives. Maybe at one point they were doing something completely different in a career and decided for themselves that they needed to be doing something more purposeful each and every day where they could feel like they were making a difference. And so I get them on and interview them about their stories. And I also interview past clients of mine who have gone through my coaching program and they share what it was like for them. You know, what was that one word as far as how they felt coming into the coaching program? And how they feel now and what their life looks like and how different they feel about themselves. So it's just providing a resource that gives them and helps them find the clarity that they so desire in their life and cut the noise. Like I said, I just love that title, Calm the Chaos. That's a great way to look at it. Well, before we wrap up, you know, I always love to hear from my interviewees as to what they have read and loved. So what have you read lately that you really enjoyed? Well, I will tell you that I am reading once again because I love to pick up this book. I like, I've read it and I'm picking it up and reading it again. It's called The Listening Path, The Creative Art of Attention, and it's by Julia Cameron. And you may recall Julia Cameron wrote The Artist Way some time ago. And she came out with this book called The Listening Path. And it's about really becoming more in tune with ourselves, the world, and each other. 
And so she walks you through the book and you continue to do some journaling. It's about listening and hearing yourself and what you're thinking, listening to your surroundings. Is there a bird chirping today? Or are you just so busy listening to the noise in your mind? And then actively listening to each other and how to do that and really do that. And so I challenge everybody today, when you're listening to somebody and they're sharing something about themselves or their experiences, are you really listening or are you thinking about what you want to say in a response? And being present, it sounds like. Absolutely. Being there, being engaged and being active listener. I like that. Mm-hmm. Well, Deborah, thank you so much for joining me today in the Thoughts from a Page podcast. I feel like I learned a ton and I really enjoyed our conversation. Thank you for having me, Cindy. It was a pleasure. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast. If you like this episode, and I hope you did, please consider joining my Patreon as a page turner. Follow me on Instagram at Thoughts from a Page. Tell all of your friends about the podcast and rate it or subscribe to it wherever you listen to your podcasts. I would really appreciate it. The book discussed today can be purchased at the Conversations from a Page bookshop storefront, and the link is in the show notes. Thanks to Maggie Garza for sponsoring this episode, and I hope you'll tune in next time. I'm a grown-up. Me too. Yep, me too. But you know, these days, being a grown-up can really suck. Luckily, we're grown-ups who grew up in the coolest generation. We had video arcades. And also some of the best TV and movies ever made. We lived the origin of awesome consumer electronics. The list goes on and on. Yep, Generation X. Exactly. And we're Gen X Grown-Up. Every week, the Gen X Grown-Up podcast explores media, tech, toys, games, and more from both yesterday and today. Through the eyes of Generation Xers who absolutely love that stuff. You can find us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Or find us on our website, genxgrownup.com. Alright, you think that was good enough? I I hope so, man. I'm tired. (laughs) Who listens to a promo on a podcast and then goes and listens to a different podcast? Right. I've never done it. (laughs) Right.